Giannis Antetokounmpo signed an extension with the Bucks, but what does that mean for the Heat and their next pursuit of a superstar player? We'll answer that and preview tonight's season opener versus the Detroit Pistons before we break down some tough theoretical scenarios that could define Miami's season on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked on Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always, it's David O'Mill. However you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Got a fun show for you guys today. We're going to run through some of the extensions that were signed earlier this week and how they impact the Miami Heat. Then look at tonight's opening night game against the Pistons. But we wanted to start with a Miami Heat season edition of would you rather pretty simple concept here. David and I came up with some, would you rather questions that we haven't seen each other's list of questions. We're going to just toss them to each other as we go through them. Uh, Let's just jump right in, David. Let's start with one of yours. All right. Sounds good. Let's see. So uh, this one's an interesting one. Would you rather have Eric Spolstra win coach of the year or Bama to buy a win defensive player of the year? Oh my God. Tugging at the heartstrings right away. Um, Wow. So that's a tough one, right? It is right. Because on one hand, I don't, Eric Spolstra's, I guess, prime coaching years are going to be much longer than Bam's prime as a, def- as an elite defensive player. Right. It's just Eric Spolstra could coach another 30 years. He's, he's going to win one at some point, right? It's only a matter Maybe. of time. And With either Bam, way, his, his career has already been validated, right? Like he's already one of the top 10 coaches in NBA history. In it, just, it just feels like it's a matter of time before he wins one. Right. Like Bam, he's probably got another, three, four years of really, he's 26 years old, three, four, five, maybe like five years of really being in the mix here. Um, and then who knows if Victor Webanyama is really that dude, maybe nobody has a chance over the next decade. Uh, this might be everybody's last chance to win one. So um, at first, honestly, I was going to say Spo because I just feel like he's got to have one and it's almost a crime that he hasn't, but I'm going to go, with, I'm going to go ahead and say, bam, bam, DPOI. Yeah. I like what about it. You? I, I, th- I, I, I agree. Cause again, like I said, I think he, Spoh's already recognized, and I think it's almost kind of like hilariously. It would be just a great hilarious anecdote to to kind of bookmark his career and be like, "Oh, you know what? He's a great coach. Won a lot of games. Probably going to climb up the ranks in terms of like all time wins." And eh, just never recognized as coach of the year because that's how stupid these awards are. That they just don't actually. He's 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 a he's a long odd guy for coach of the year this year, and I'm like, seventy three percent of general managers just voted him. Best right. coach, far and away, best coach in the NBA. And and meanwhile, it's uh, Mike Dagnall from Oklahoma City, Chris Finch, like all good coaches. Like, I'm not taking anything away sure. from her. But, yeah. like, suppose the – like, it was him and Jokic were the most dominant people on that GM survey in terms of their positional sort of dominance. So, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to win it. The, I will say this for Spo. This is the first time, I think, in a couple of years where I think he's – he has like the low expectations thing working in his favor, despite He'd the fact that the Heat went to the games. finals. Yeah, I think if no, I think if they win like 57, 58 games, I think he'll be, he could be in that mix. Um, if they're one of the yeah. top three seeds in the East, they'd have to he could be in that mix. That's what it would be because the expectations, despite them making that finals run, they lost their yeah. starting backcourt. You know, they didn't get Dame or Beal or any of this stuff. Like expectations are really low. So if yep. they end up finishing maybe even just above one of Boston or Milwaukee. Regardless yes. of where they finish, maybe, yes. maybe that'll be enough to get it done. I agree. 
Um, all right, let's do one of mine here. Would all you right. rather Bam Adebayo or Tyler Hero average 25 points per game this year? Oh, oh man. Like, I, I feel like it would be Bam. It should be Bam just kind of to get the critics from Heat Nation and around the country to kind of take the, their foot off the gas. But I kind of just want to see everybody eat massive amounts of crow on all that's happened to Tyler over the offseason. So I have to lean with Tyler. Like I think, I think Miami would probably be also a more successful team if Tyler had the higher points per game average too. Just based on like you know Jimmy's going to get his, Bams can get you know twenty to twenty five somewhere in that window. But if Tyler eclipses the twenty five point per game mark. I think Miami has a much better chance of being a much more successful team. That puts him like squarely in that deer and Fox territory, right? He averaged 25 points per game last year. And you saw what happened with the Sacramento Kings. They ended up getting the number one seed in the West or number two seed in the Western conference, whatever they ended up with. Um, and they were great. Yeah. I, I love that you first went with like almost the narrative spin on this. Um, if Bam averaged 25 points per game and is yeah. the same level defender that he's been, over the sure. last three seasons, he would be a top 10 player in the NBA. And that's not even arguable. Like, it's not even close, right? Like, he would just be one of the 10 best players in the league. What does that mean for this Heat franchise? Maybe not even, like, in the short term, but in the long term, you're like, oh, wait, maybe we do have to rethink what's really going on here with Bam yeah. Adebayo. Like, that whole no ceiling thing, maybe we should revisit that. Um, <laughs> I don't really see it happening for Bam just because he's asked to do so many other things. And honestly... I would for the team's success, I would rather that assist number go back up. And and mm. if he could stay around like 21 points per game and those assists can get back up to like six or seven a game, that would be, I think, the ideal thing for him. Tyler Hero, if he's a 25 point per game scorer, I mean, you're you're talking about kind of having that head of the snake that this team has been sort of looking for here, especially if it's if the shooting numbers are efficient. So I'm with you. I'll go Tyler Hero. I would rather him be at that 25 points per game. Cause also that's sort of what he does. Like, even if Bam doesn't reach that 25 point per game mark, he's going to be elite at all the other things that he does. So this would put right. a hero uh, close to elite at the, the thing that he does best. All right. Agreed. next one. Would you rather have another play in tournament run to the semifinals? Now, not even the Eastern conference finals and certainly not the NBA finals, but another kind of middling team that can at least get to the semifinals or a 60 win season that gets swept in the first round. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I doesn't even. I'll, I'll take the sixty win season then, because at least the I'm I'm taking the the months long. Oh my God, they're winning sixty games. We're having fun. I'd rather have that months long thing than have to deal with another months long drag out fight like we did last year, and then get no reward on the back end of that. I'd give me the sixty wins in the regular season and the flame out in the playoffs. I'd take that for sure. What about you? I don't. You would take the you would take the semifinal run. Who cares? What's the difference? I don't know. I don't know. That's it's, it's a tough one. Like, I, I just I'm going. I don't want to be that the most good for the most amount of people. Like, yeah. give me that one. Yeah, sixty wins is fun, but then you're gonna hear everybody just say, "Oh, fraudsters, Miami frauds." Who do they lose like, to? I, I guess is the if, I, if, I, like if they lose if to the Knicks in the first round. No, if they if no, well. 60 wins. They oh, yeah. Walk yeah your wins. That's right. That's right. That's right. Good point. It would have to be like oh, the yeah. Knicks or the Hawks or something. What, what if it's like the Hornets? The Hornets make it out of the play-in tournament and, and beat sweep Miami after a 60-win season. And it's not like due to injury or anything like that. 
They just have That'd Miami's number for some reason. I don't know. That would be terrible. Like, I don't I don't think it would be worth it. Like, I'd rather they kind of just struggle through the regular season and then we can all just kind of be like, oh, well, at least they made it to the playoffs and they were okay in the playoffs, not as great as they were last year. I thought I think I'd probably take the middling team to the semifinals Oof. rather than the, the disappointment of the 60-win season falling short. Um, let's do one one more of mine really quickly here before we okay. go to break. Uh, because this is an easy one. Would you rather have Jovic or Hakez be part of the rotation? Oh, I, I've got a question similar to that, so we can yeah. tie it together. Have Nicole uh, have would you rather have Nikola Jovic thrive next to Bam or have Jaime Hakez provide a high energy burst off the bench? So I guess it's kind of similar. Yes. But uh, I I think the question is Jovic because again, I as much as I like Jaime's game and what he can translate to, I think the potential if 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 Jovic can reach that potential during the course of the regular season, again, I think Miami's chances of success are much better. Exactly. If Jovic is part of the rotation, that means something popped. Something is working with him, and now we get to see all that tantalizing stuff that we're always talking about. It means he's making yeah. those threes. It means he's you know, moving the ball, being part of the offense. And it means he's gotten good enough defensively to hold his own and have those night-to-night minutes. Hakez, I'm not, I don't really have any doubt with him, but he's also a rookie. No. And, and so just timing-wise, it's like, yeah, he could he could be part of the rotation next year. We kind of want to see yeah. it with Jovic now. All right. Yep. Uh, I got one. Not shocking to you, David. It has to do with a trade. We're going to talk about that as we continue our Would You Rathers after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks makes daily fantasy so easy. It's really simple to play. You can make your picks and you can submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. I know you got a couple of selections yeah. there that you so might want to pass along to our Heat listeners here. I so first of all, I love prize picks. All right. So yeah. you've got and you know, we're at these games a lot of times, and uh there's like kind of like 45 minutes of just like nothing before tip off, right? Sure. And so that's like sort of my time to just sort of browse to the app and be like, Yeah, I kind of like Tyler Hero tonight for this many points or whatever it is. You take the over-unders, it's really simple. And so that's usually when I do it. And I went back into my app right before we started recording to check out what we've got going on for tonight's opening night against the Pistons. I was like, Oh my god, I have 102 dollars. In my price picks account, like just found money. Like when you find a $50 bill in your pocket, you're like, wow, this is great. Um, right. So that's how I'm feeling right now. Uh, so I, so I got, uh, I got a couple of them that I like for this Pistons game, Miami heat players for this Pistons game. I like Tyler hero over 20 and a half points. Yes. I think we're just going to see Tyler hero come out firing headband hero. That's what we're going to see. I think he's going to score 20 and a half points. And if it takes him 30 shots to get there, it doesn't matter. He's going to take them. Um, I like, uh, I like also Tyler Hero over four and a half rebounds. Over four and a half rebounds. The Pistons mm. are dealing with some injuries here. I think Tyler Hero is going to crash the boards. Um, I think there's some openings there. And, and, and Bam and Kevin Love are going to have their hands full with Detroit's front line where they're going to be boxing mm. out a lot. I think that's going to just like open up those creases for Tyler Hero to just go in there and snatch some rebounds. Four and a half is slightly below his career average. So I think that's like right where I, I think that's a good number for him. It, it, it's a, a certainly attainable one. And it's going to be an interesting matchup. So you brought up. Can I give you one that, more? Yeah, that's it. Jimmy Butler, 27 and a half points plus rebounds. That's free money. Yeah, that's free easy. money. The guys, that's fresh. Easy. He hasn't played all preseason. Jimmy Butler, 27.5 points plus rebounds. Book that right there, now. There you have it. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA 
and use the code locked on NBA and you get a first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Make sure to go and try your luck there at locked on NBA, prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and in your favorite podcast app. We will be back tonight, late tonight. You could stay up or you could just listen to it Thursday morning with a recap of Miami's first real basketball game of the regular season. Super excited to get back to talking real hoops, real games. Also, uh, if you haven't gotten a chance yet, the Locked On Ultimate NBA Season Preview is here. It's a six-episode series with all 30 of our Locked On NBA team shows from contenders to tankers. We go in-depth into the biggest storylines heading into the season. Catch all six episodes on Locked On NBA on YouTube or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And stay subscribed to Locked On NBA throughout the season. David does the uh, the Monday night, Tuesday morning show with Matt Moore. I do the Thursday night, Friday morning uh, episode with Adam Matas. It's great stuff all the way around. Um, all right. Continuing along with Would You Rathers, um, I think I think it's your turn. We both kind of went last time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you rather have Jimmy Butler be a top five, not a top one, but a top five player in the NBA, or have Kyle Lowry average 14 points per game? Um, this one's really easy for me, unless I'm not thinking about this strongly enough. But when you say top five player in the NBA, do you mean that in terms of just like sheer production? Like, are we talking about he's on MVP ballots? Yes. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jimmy. I'm gonna okay. go with Jimmy there. Um, if he is that dude, that's the old. That might be mm, maybe that's like the ultimate realistic ceiling raiser for this team because we talked about maybe like Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, averaging 25 points per game. Tyler Hero averaging 25 could be done. We'll see. I gotta really see what this offense looks like. We haven't seen Jimmy Butler play all preseason, so I have no idea what new changes are going to be involved with him, but. Um, I'll take Jimmy being that guy. It would be really cool if he was like actually getting some MVP votes too. Cause the one thing about Jimmy is the advanced stats always love him the way that they love Jokic. Yeah. He's super yep. efficient, doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't foul. And if he can marry that with some like real, like just stat production that people can notice and see, um, I think that would just be really cool. Cause we never really had a Jimmy Butler season like that. We've seen it in the playoffs, obviously, but in the regular season, we never really had that. I think that'd be really cool. It, it was a little tougher for me. I, I, I think I agree with you. I just think that, you know, so many questions about the point guard position and everything else like that. And I, I said many times, I don't see his contract getting moved much to heat listeners chagrin, mm. but I think that if he has like a, again, averaging closer to his career of 14 points per game, that means it's a balanced back season for him and he's played very well. And that just makes things so much easier for everybody else. And it's kind of like a trickle-down effect. You don't necessarily need Jimmy to be that guy during the regular season because you know he can do it during the postseason. And if you get that this version that we're talking about in terms of Kyle Lowry, Miami has a pretty good chance of being a very, very good team in the Eastern Conference. So I was going to do my trade one that I teased, but you brought up Jimmy Butler, so I'm going to stay there. Um, All right. Would you rather, for one playoff series mm. this year, have Jimmy Butler or dot, 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 okay? And I'm going to give you some players, and you're just going to tell me Jimmy Butler or that player, right? Okay. I'm going to start at the very top, Nikola Jokic. For one playoff series, would you rather Jimmy Butler or Nikola Jokic? With this current version of the team? Like, would you oh, sub now, out now Jimmy? you're overthinking it. Just those two players, and then the team's built around. I have no idea. Damn. I can't answer that. 
I'll just be a heat homer and just say it doesn't no matter. No way. Come just on. That ch- doesn't even, no, give, you're ruining. You, know, you got to get down this give, list a little bit. Come on. You take give me Jimmy over everybody. Jimmy over everybody. Sorry. Uh, you take Jokic. No, I don't. Really? All right. Can yeah, I, I, I give you another one then? I'll just go through them anyway. Um, yeah. Jimmy Butler or Giannis? Jimmy. Jimmy Butler or Steph? <sighs> Steph. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> this one's tough. Mm, actually, this was so. For the record, I would have taken the last three, and I didn't. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Yeah, I know. This is where it starts to get a little iffy for me. Jimmy Butler or Luca? Jimmy. You, you feel pretty good about that one. I do. I mean, he, we know what he can do defensively. I mean, offensively in the playoff series and defensively, that that's a good point, right? Luca's sort of like a thirty-point per game scorer all the time. Jimmy Butler isn't until the playoffs, and then you get the defensive stuff. Jimmy Butler or Joel Embiid? <laughs> <laughs> that one's an easy one. Jimmy Butler or Jason Tatum? Oh, Tatum I think we've seen that show. Jimmy Butler in the conference finals last year. That was hobble Jimmy, and he took the foot off his gas. It was hobble Jason Tatum. He had a wrist injury, and I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Jason Tatum hurt his ankle in the first quarter of that game seven. Did he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Celtics media haven't been talking about that for the last four months, but Uh, yeah, no, I'll take Jimmy over. I'll still take Jimmy too. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. This one's this one's tough. I think Jimmy Butler versus Kevin Durant. Oh. Katie's that uh, dude. Katie, Katie's that dude in the playoffs. I actually might go Jimmy Butler projecting forward. Am I over? I might be overreacting to the preseason. I didn't love what I saw was kept from Kevin Durant in the preseason this year. He's kind of just like, I don't know, whatever. It's I also didn't see any of Jimmy Butler in the preseason, so whatever. Yeah, it's a preseason. I'm not too concerned about it. Again, projecting forward here, Jimmy Butler or SGA? I only got a few more for you. Uh, still Jimmy. Yeah, I think I go with that too. But SGA is gonna, you know, we got we haven't really seen it. Jimmy Butler or LeBron? Oh, current LeBron. Yeah, no, not like big three LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I guess Jimmy. I'm still going LeBron on this. I might, I might be the last one to quit LeBron. Um, Jimmy Butler, or Anthony Davis. That one's easy. But Anthony Davis was like the like was dominant was. last yeah, year. He was. You already have Bam. You don't need him. Uh, last one, Jimmy Butler or Devin Booker. Also, don't – like, Devin Booker, there was, like, for one and a half yeah, series, yeah. those guys were <laughs> neck and neck. No, I'm serious. Before, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, all those historic Michael Jordan numbers that Jimmy Butler was putting up, didn't Devin Booker shoot, like, 80% yeah, yeah. in three straight games or something? It was crazy. Yeah, it was a really silly number. Um, and it's a tougher one, too. That's a tougher one. I uh, – I still think I go yeah, Jimmy because of all I the other so stuff, too. but it's it's close. Yeah. And then you know, a few months from now, it could just be Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker is the best player on the Suns. I think he's already surpassed KD for that. That's that's my hot take, but that's more for locker room. Uh, scalding take, yeah, yeah. I think he's already there. Um, all right, your turn. All right, uh, my last one then. Would you rather have Bam Adebayo lead the league in blocks or have Tyler Hero shoot 38% from three? Has Tyler ever shot 38%? You're like holistically from three? Because he's he's hit that in certain uh, advanced markers. Um, lead the league in blocks would be crazy. Uh, yeah. He's Tyler's averaged 38% from three twice already in his career. His yeah. rookie year and then two years ago. So that's not, Now, what if you're telling me 40, back? give me yeah. something like, 
Give me something like on, on like significant like 40, volume. Give me, no, give me that like Clay Thompson number. What was Clay last year? Like forty-two percent. No. no, not that hot. It'd have to be like just. Well, then give me the just you're giving me like an average Tyler Hero season or like this insane Bam Adebayo season where he leads the league in blocks. All right, thirty-nine point five percent from three-point range. So what did you just give me an extra percent, one and point five percentage points? It's yeah, but like on like you know eight to nine attempts per game, something like really crazy, and then he's hitting like a lot it's of those three. No, maybe, but I think it's you had again, it, last last year. Would you say like eight attempts per game? All right, fine. Forty-one percent. Forty-one percent. Ah, we're talking. That's Clay Thompson. Forty-one percent. If you give me either, so Clay Thompson, ten point six three pointers last year per game. Forty-one point two percent. So give me that, oh. or or uh, or Bam no. basically averaging three blocks per game, which is what Jaron Jackson Jr. had. Is basically so no, I'm gonna say like I'll, elite I'll three crazy numbers or elite block numbers. Four blocks per game or forty-one percent from three for Tyler. And how many attempts? Six. Six. Yep. Reduced. Reduced. That's it. That's oh, the caveat. Give me the blocks. You're not even like okay. Even fair. Give me the blocks. It is. Give it is fair. Give me average Tyler Hero numbers versus just forty-one like percent is not average. Attempts. Tyler. Yeah. In the year of our he... Lord, twenty twenty-three. That's like nothing. <laughs> that's over what he averaged over the first two seasons when he won six man of the year. He was six point seven attempts. Yeah, that's less. You're saying six attempts. Yeah, six attempts, but he's, you're shooting better. Forty-one percent versus thirty. No, I need him. At, I need him at. And I, I seriously want this this year for Tyler Hero. I want him shooting 10 three pointers a game. I think that's what they're going to need. Exactly. I think they need it. Him and Duncan between them, they got to average twenty-two yeah, three-point attempts per game. Him and Duncan, who's ninety percent of his offense comes from three-point range. Sure, not I get anymore. That, but yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Falling in love with Come <laughs> <laughs> back to the three-point line, Duncan. They don't. They got enough people shooting these mid-range shots. They don't no. need it. No, yeah, that's where we differed. It's like I evolve your game, having, evolve your game. Why? When we were having our season preview, it was like I, I want him to diversify his game, and you're like, no, I want just the opposite. I don't want him doing anything but <laughs> no. shooting a three pointer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> shoot the threes, man. They're worth more. Force than a turnover, or you shoot this. a three. I don't care. Yeah, I know. I know. Last one. Um, would you rather finish the season with Caleb Martin and let <laughs> him walk for nothing, uh-huh. or trade him for assets that could be used? In a star trade down the line, I need a tangible name. Uh, as a star trade, I can't give that to you. That's not realistic. You got the trade deadline. That's what we're talking about. I don't know if that trade's happening. Unless it happens, we're gonna actually. Here's the tease for the next segment. We are gonna talk about a star that could be gettable by the trade deadline. But would you rather have Caleb Martin for the for the stretch yes. run here, or yes. trade him for assets that are hypothetical assets? Yes, Caleb Martin. You pick Caleb. Yeah, yeah, I think allotment. so. I, I do yeah. too. For the record, I do too. I think you might be surprised by that, but yeah. um, I think if, if you can win at a high level, you do it and you let him walk. I mean, that's what Denver did last year with Bruce Brown. You know, they never really considered trading him because he was a really good player and they had title aspirations. You're like, all right, whatever. It's not the end of the world. If a good player walks away in free agency, I'd rather win the games. You know what I mean? Um, yep. And so I'm, I'm with you on Caleb Martin there. Although if like Highsmith or Hawkeyes or somebody like this, like really pop and need She's playing a, time, yeah. that could change some of the calculus there. But just in general, I would rather just keep Caleb. Um, all right. Already teased it before, but some of these extensions across the league, they could impact what it is that the Miami Heat do and how it is that they go about acquiring the next superstar. We're going to talk about that next here on Lockdown Heat. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen. 
every day. So we got some news on players signing extensions around the league. None of them play for the Heat. Um, yep. Should be mentioned that Bam declined his. It was would be like a two year, ninety seven million dollar extension. He was never expected to take that. It's much more lucrative if he waits. He addressed uh, it in practice today, and he was not. It didn't seem bothered by it at all. Uh, Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald kept pressing, trying to see if he was going to get some spicy answer out of it. He did not get one. It was just Bam kind of saying, nah, just me and my agent talked about it. It's not a big deal. It didn't make any and sense. It and it really didn't make sense for Giannis to sign his extension, but he did it anyway. Three years, $186 million. And the reason I say that is he could have gotten a bigger extension if he waited. But, hey, Buck sided for Dame, traded for Dame. He's excited to go. He signed the extension, taking oh. him – off yeah. the market, tying him to Milwaukee for the length of Damian Lillard's contract, which I think mm. is a key point here. I think this is one of the league's biggest stories right now because Giannis oh. signing this now, as opposed to waiting until next summer, A, it comes as a bit of a surprise, and B, I think more than anything, it takes him off the market for teams like the Miami Heat, like the Knicks, like the whatever, all these other teams that are always involved in star trades and rumors like that, takes him off the market. And you got to think that there was a whiteboard somewhere in Kaseya Center with Giannis's name on it, right? Just like there was probably one at Madison Square Garden. And now you have to erase that name, right? He is off the market for all intents and purposes. So, Dave, do you? you see this? I mean, I guess that, that's kind of where we're getting here. Do you think this the, is another I, blow to the Heat in their quest to add a superstar? Do you think that this does take down do the market? You don't. I do not. Uh, I think it's a non-story, really, because we've seen over the last couple of years that it doesn't necessarily matter. Dame signed an extension, and then one, what happened? He wound up requesting a trade shortly thereafter, and I don't expect Milwaukee to go through the same kind of issues That's that Portland day. did. It might be, but I also, you know, we don't know. Like, we keep projecting what could happen, and I know some people in our comments said, you know, I was crazy to mention this, but I don't know how good Milwaukee can be this season. Nobody really knows. Like the the ceiling is high, sure, but there's also you know the potential for, if not necessarily outright disaster, disappointment. And if disappointment begins this year, and then another year where these players get a little bit older and they're not as productive, two years from now, that's two years of disappointment. And next thing you know, we start to hear rumblings again out of Milwaukee that Giannis is disappointed. He signed his extension. I could just see the press conference now. Money doesn't mean everything. Sometimes I need to win a ring. You know, all that that we could expect from Giannis that's totally made for the media, for everybody else to gobble it up because he's such a sweetheart, that guy. And, and now all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's going to be like really publicly disappointed. And next thing you know, people are going to start circling around and buzzing and saying, you know what? Maybe he's not happy there. Maybe he's uh, eligible for a trade. So I don't think – I think this is much ado about nothing. I understand what you're saying, right? Like, just because you signed the extension, it doesn't mean that you're untradeable, obviously. Uh, I mean, he is untradeable for one year, but uh, that was never yeah. going to happen. So, right. um, But it does take him off the free agent market in 2025. And I think that's, I think, well, I think that's meaningful. If you're Miami or another team that's like looking and, and planning, you're like, okay, well, if we're ever going to get Giannis, it's not going to be as a free agent. Evidently, it's just not going to happen because it's not that long ago that we thought that he might be a free agent. What was it going to be like last summer or something? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and he signed the extension then. So um, I, I think it's a big deal. And I do think that this is, I, this is now twice that Giannis has hinted a little bit at, Hey, if you don't make a move, I might not sign the extension. The first time they made the super trade for Drew Holiday, and this time they made that blockbuster for Dame. I just think that he's really happy in Milwaukee. And I think if, and by the way, I never thought Giannis was realistic in the first place. It was always a pipe dream. And so that's yeah. why I, I guess it doesn't make any real difference to me is because I never thought it was going to happen in the first place. Right. Yeah. So um, 
But in terms of what you're looking for in terms of a superstar, and if the Heat really are looking at, hey, is this the abyss of a championship window? Do we have to start looking forward to say figure out who's going to replace 34-year-old Jimmy Butler in the future? I just don't think Giannis is going to be that guy. Never really did. Certainly don't now. Um, another extension that got signed was Jaden McDaniels, five years, $136 million to stay with the Timberwolves. Uh, I don't bring this up to talk about Jaden McDaniels. He's not very important in terms of Ooh. the Miami Heat's purposes. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fine player. Good for him. But That's fine. Uh, now the Timberwolves are in a position where they committed to three max contracts between Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert, and Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Edwards signed his max extension in July. And then another very expensive contract now with McDaniels, who's making almost $30 million a year on this thing. So this team going forward is going to be unbearably expensive as soon as next season when these two extensions between Edwards and now McDaniels kick in. So a move probably has to be made to shed payroll. I mean, it just does. Like, they can't afford this team. And you look at this roster, and it kind of feels like Carl Anthony Towns is the only logical answer if you're looking to kind of figure out which one of these guys we have to move in order to have a – more affordable roster and more affordable payroll here. If this season doesn't go as planned for Minnesota, I think we could start hearing Carl Anthony Towns trade rumblings as soon as the trade deadline. I think there's a I lot think- at stake in these next few months. So my question to you, David, should Towns be on Miami's whiteboard now? Hell yeah. Like, I think we've all kind of leaned into this idea that he's as soft as baby excrement. In the words of Jim, Jimmy Butler, and that there was tension there and everything else, but I think they've quashed what beef they might have had, and I think there's a lot of again concerns that maybe he doesn't buy in, that he's problematic, that maybe basketball isn't as important to him, things that we can't quantify or actually explain in any way that's meaningful, but it's just perception, and so much of that colors what we think of Carl Anthony Towns. He's a damn good player. And for all the kind of comments that we have about the kind of perfect player next to Bam, it would be him. Like you slide him down to the four, play him alongside Bam at a bio, and maybe it's, it's not undersized at all anymore. Now you have this big center who can rebound, who can stretch the floor. He's a great three-point shooter, legitimately great three-point shooter. The greatest ever, spot. according to him. Well, he might not necessarily be a game changer. And it's fun to make jokes. Like I, I he yeah. does it to himself. And, he does. and look, there's it's enough. Easy to make fun of, but he's a really a, great basketball player. Yes, and, um, and I, I think there's enough buzz, too, about him being kind of difficult to pinpoint and kind of maybe even a little difficult to deal with. But I think, again, if you're going to say all these things about Miami and heat culture and consistency and accountability and this team's stability and everything else like that, that's as good a test as you're willing to take. If you're not willing to take that chance at James Harden and plenty of Heat fans are, you should be willing to take that chance in Carl Anthony Towns, who's younger, better at this point in their respective careers and could really be – like we're talking about that next phase of Miami title contention. Imagine a young core of Carl Anthony Towns, Bama DeBio, Tyler Hero, and even an aging Jimmy Butler. Um, I like the fit. It's not perfect. Carl Anthony Towns defensively, there's concerns, uh, mistakes in big moments. Is he better than about is that. he better than Kevin Love defensively? But yes. I mean, he is. I mean, you're getting a legit three-point shooter to pair next to your best player going forward, Bam Adebayo, and your current best player, Jimmy Butler, who don't space the floor. Right. And Carl Anthony Towns is like the ultimate floor spacer from the big man position, at least proven yep. track record right now. Uh, I wouldn't have the same concerns that I have with Cat and Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert is a zero on offense. He's a straight yeah. zero on offense. He can't shoot it from more than three and a half feet away. And he doesn't even bother to try. Right. He does have he has no post moves to speak of. He never bullies anybody uh, smaller than him. He's a, he's not a much of a passer. He's a zero. He's a zero on offense. It's a great defender. 
zero on offense. Bam isn't like a floor spacer, but he's got the 15 footer. He's an elite passer at that spot. Uh, he's a, one of the best screen setters in the NBA, which I guess is what Rudy Gobert could also claim too. But yes. um, Bam is not, Bam is far from a zero. And he also scores 20 points per game. Let's remember that. Rudy Gobert doesn't even touch that. So um, I, I wouldn't have those same concerns. And they're more versatile and there's more spacing and all that kind of stuff. So um, I would go after it. And by the way, in case anybody's wondering, if Minnesota's looking to avoid salary cap hell going forward, the Heat have a pretty juicy expiring contract in Kyle Lowry. That is <laughs> just saying it's $6 million away from towns. You put Lowry and call it Caleb Martin together and you're right there. And you might not even have to do that. So, um, and then whatever first round picks like that, I think I'm with you, David is very much on the board. Um, all right, let's um, talk quickly about the Pistons game tonight, opening night at Kaseya center heat Pistons. The heat are not going to have Haywood Highsmith. Who's still out for a couple of weeks with the knee injury. Uh, they could be without Josh Richardson, a little bit more TBD on that, but they will have Jimmy Butler. And that's the important part here for Miami. The Pistons, meanwhile, they're not going to have Boyan Bogdanovich and they're not going to have Monty Morris. It's time for the algorithm. What's on the watch list for tonight? The random scrub heat killer. It's going to be somebody. This Pistons team has a lot of optimism about them. They're young, mm -hmm. core, Kate Cunningham back. But I think the random scrub heat killer going to be alec burks he's just going to go off for i don't know 23 25 points that you don't expect him to put up at this stage of his career just enough to make life difficult for miami just to make him sweat a little bit um yeah. i think the heat win tonight uh but you're right that does not eliminate the possibility of some random hubs scrub heat killer getting uh turning what was a 16 point lead into a, a four point lead midway through the third quarter right so yes. um and alec burks is perfect for that um also a candidate who can go off like early in the season and maybe get traded by February to a contender. Need some yeah. scoring juice off the bench, but uh, really excited for it. Excited to see one of the, the Thompson twin kid that they have. He's yep. supposed to be electric flying. I think Jaden Ivy could give them uh, headaches tonight uh, at that point of attack. That's something that I'm watching for in terms of my algorithm. Uh, but more than anything, I'm just, without even getting in the weeds here, I'm just excited for some real basketball. That's what I'm watching yeah. for. We'll be there at Kaseya Center watching it, recapping it after the game from the arena. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat. Your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast app.